episode 57 of Board Games with Variant Hex is all about the Board Game Geek Gen Con 2022 preview. I'm Kelly, and in this episode, Aaron and I talk about games that will be for sale at Gen Con from Eggertspiel, Floodgate Games, Foxmine, Funko Games, FunWiz, Galacta, Game Brewer, and Genius Games. The links to all the games we mentioned will be in the episode description, as well as the link to the overall Gen Con 2022 preview list on Board Game Geek. Without further ado, I'll turn it over to myself and Aaron talking about the Board Game Geek Gen Con 2022 preview. When we last left off, unless you're listening to these in reverse, that'd be silly. You'll just you'll 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 get it. Yep. What does Eggertspiel mean? It's, it's the worst cliffhanger ever. It just it's just a name. Like oh, it's the, someone's name. It's just yeah, like Smith or yeah. But no, Smith does mean something. It's well, a name that doesn't mean anything. It does, it's a name that doesn't mean anything. In fact, if you if you Google it, there's lots of there. It's a it's a very historically minded, put our history on the web kind of place. There's uh-huh. a it's a really solid Wiki, Wikipedia page. Okay, that lists the number of people with that surname by occupation in different countries of the world. Okay, now Spiel though is that the same as no, like game. game? Yeah, or so play. what's Eggert? I think it's 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 be like if I said my last name game, you know, what do I, okay. like you know Smith Games. I that's not satisfying. So Eggert doesn't mean anything. That's, to, to my understanding, you know, I I spent thirty five seconds googling. Okay, it. and so we've spent longer talking about it than you spent googling it. Yeah, that's accurate. Okay, so Great Western Trail rails to the north. Let's take a trip. Yeah. Okay, it's an expansion for Great Western Trail. It says specifically second edition, and I don't know if that's just because. Like the artwork is going to match or if you literally can't play it with the older editions of Great Western Trail. The old ones had a uh, kind of infamous cover of these three guys just dead staring forward. Yeah. The new ones are a little more, they took another pass at all the graphic design and they're doing a series of them. So they reprinted the first Great Western Trail. They're doing two more in two other areas of the world. And apparently... We're also getting expansions for those as well. So I did not know this was coming. It's uh, The release date is quarter three, 2022. So Gen, Gen Con. Con. Um, one to four players, 75 to 150 minutes. You use the expanding rail network to open new delivery options for your cattle drive. Now, I would like to expose my own ignorance okay. for a moment. Okay. Why are they expanding a rail network for a cattle drive? Like, isn't, isn't your rail network for trains? I think you're putting the cows on the train. Oh, but the cattles aren't driving. You know what? Let's move on. You Floodgate thought, games. Whoa, now hold on. Deck, bag, and pool building, hand management. It is the expansion for the base game. It is, again, the American West. It is Alexander Pfister, who is a very well-regarded game designer. I just thought we would close that up. When you thought the cattle were train conductors? Yeah, and I realized, it, and then I decided that I wanted to move on to the next game because it was ridiculous. Yeah, this is a very historically accurate looking picture on the front of here, so I don't think it's a fantasy cows driving trains game. I don't even know what to do with that. You know Floodgate what? Games, Decorum. I am very excited for this one. It looks very pretty. It, uh, Yeah, the front cover, you kind of end up with this heart in the negative space of all of these different uh, rollers kind of painting in... Uh, primary colors well primary colors from the edges could have gotten that past me there's green in there well yeah second that's a secondary color but it's fine um two to four players 30 to 45 minutes uh this was released in april 
I, if I had seen it in the store, it would already be in our house. It's $45 MSRP. It's a game of passive aggressive cohabitation. I very much encourage you to uh, Google this game. Lots of different, you know, creators and such have had YouTube videos or Twitch streams playing it. And it is very fun to watch because the idea is that you can, um, you can't really say specifically what you're looking to have done in this house but there's like this abstract house it has four rooms you have um like little curios and decorations you can add to it and you can have a color for the room and then the it's kind of a campaign sort of game because there are envelopes where everyone has an objective and you're all trying to work together to make that happen but you can't say what the other person wants so uh in summary it's exactly like living with people where like well you bring this thing home and they're like yeah i don't like that and they're like why it's like you know i just i just don't because they can't tell you specifically what the thing is so you're all trying to work it is possible for all of your like kind of decorating needs and and uh, preferences to be met but you're trying to figure that out by like slowly placing and removing things so there is a two-player when you open the box i think there's a set of things that are um, designed for two players and then there's a set of things that are designed for more players it looks pretty fun i think it sounds like a great time um because it is a i think i like the idea of this passive aggressive cohabitation where you are ultimately on the same team but you have your own objectives that you're trying to get the group to do that's what happens in the crew except we all know what the objectives are in the crew that tension is you don't know exactly what the cards in my hand are right right and so you're doing that same kind of thing where like we know what we're trying to do but you don't really know what i have to work with um so yeah that communication limits cooperative game thing I'm very, I'm very into it. I think it's a nice way for a cooperative game to need other people there to play it. There are some co-op games where it's, they're effectively one player because you just have other people there. Yeah, yeah. Like you try to play Pandemic with like an A, with an A type personality. And it's like, well, that person's playing Pandemic. That person's playing Pandemic and then we're all, you know, trying to get through it. Exactly. Exactly. So that one looks exciting to me. I'm uh, ready to buy that one. 45 bucks? <laughs> yeah. you. <laughs> I'm never ready for when you shout things. Like, the next uh, one, they just like leaned in. Uh, like They're yes. like, you know what? The pandemic sucked. Love on lockdown. Well, it's Fog of Love, which is another game that I think gets like very real. In the decorum sense, Like you might be playing that game and be like, oh, I've had this fight in an Ikea before. This, the fog of love is about, you kind of take the role of someone in a relationship and you kind of have traits and they have traits and you're trying to figure out if this relationship's going to work. It's something that I think we should never play together. Yeah, bluffing. It says bluffing right there in bluffing the Bluffing is in there. But even more than that, I think maybe, I, I think for couples, it could or could not be a great or horrible idea. MSRP, $15 plus the cost of a divorce. But this but this is the expansion. So the MSRP to actually play this is higher because <laughs> so you'll have to have the first Fog of Love game. Um, but it is just a two-player game. And I think it's, I think it's something, I think I would rather watch it than be in it. And I might like to play it with other people who, I think if you play it with your spouse, and I believe it was created a member of a spouse to play with their spouse. I think it's basically therapy with your actual spouse. And with yeah. someone else, it might just be like a little funny, a little weird, a little whatever. I think it might actually be too close to therapy. So this expansion is, says the COVID-19 pandemic might keep you home, but you're still together, which again, I'm going to say for us, we had a pretty good, in that sense, pandemic. We yeah. didn't have like some issue that, 
oh, we're now suddenly together and we have to deal with these things that we usually don't deal with because we're just going in opposite directions during our day-to-day -day lives. So I think this might be the best version for us to play, but I imagine there's couples out there that are like, I don't, I don't think we need to open that box again. No, that wasn't funny. We have a vaccine. We're going out now. Let's just, I don't think we need to do we're that. Flying kites at the park. <laughs> yes, that's the next one. Instead of any of that. You could go for Kites. It's a $20 game, two to six players. It doesn't have a playtime or age, and I think that might be because it's not yet released. Maybe they're still sorting that out. Um, cooperative game, and it's real-time. So a real-time cooperative game, I imagine the playtime is not going to be very long for a real-time game that's $20. Uh, so that is probably what we'll be getting over Fog of Love. And then an expansion for a game that I think is very pretty, and fun yeah. to play, but yeah. I feel like the end of it is always disappointing. It's like Waffles. Now, that is Sagrada, because you haven't said what the game oh, is sure. yet. Yes. The Great Facades. Yes. Glory. And this is, yeah. So all of their expansions, I think so far, have been called the Great Facades, and this is the Glory one. You compete to construct the best stained glass masterpiece, and that's not really helping you understand Glory, because that's what Sagrada is. Um, contracts, dice rolling, expansion for the base game, abstract strategy are kind of like the four points they put there on this sheet. Two to four players still. There is a five to, I think there's a five to six expansion for Sagrada. I don't know how all of these great facades work with that or not, um, but this is $20. I, I I feel like the dice are nice and they have to, I think all of them give you more dice, but I want these Sagrada expansions to be like just a little bit cheaper because Sagrada itself isn't necessarily that much. Um... So, yeah, I always kind of hesitate to actually pick these up because I'm like, Ugh, for $20, I could have kites. I could have a whole other game. Yeah. So those are the four from Floodgate. I like the designers that they choose to work with. I tend to like their games a bit more than average. So I will definitely hope that they you know, maybe bring a few more than what they have listed here today. I mean, I think they win the prize without conversation of having the best mask available at their booth last year oh yes i got a lot of comments uh after gen con about they had a sagrada like kind of themed mask so it had yeah, a it dice on it stained glass and it wasn't the best yeah it wasn't like so, a, what do they call it, n95 mask quality right. it wasn't that it was just a cloth mask but i got nothing but compliments on that thing so, moving on to Fox Mind, a publisher I have not heard of before. Looks like fun, chill dexterity games. I think they are kids' dexterity games. There's Go Pop Presto, which that's a fun title right there. It's the fast popping game, real time action dexterity. Children's game is what they list there. It's six plus. And this was released in 2021. That's a yeah, Pop Presto. Yeah, and then Match Madness Duo. And that is one to two players, a speed matching puzzle game. Now, I wouldn't be mad about a one player speed matching $20 action dexterity game. It's pattern building, pattern movement. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't is... know how it says party game. You know what? Party one. Actually, I take it all back. Why can't I have a party? Just me. Uh, you, you definitely can. I yeah. would hate this. I don't like moving shapes. <laughs> It says Match Madness. I that's what I would feel about it. I'd well, be like, oh my gosh, I can't. Do and it, it says it does say Match Madness Duo. So there that might kind be of a makes match madness. it makes me think there's a regular Match Madness. No, Trajan Fauna Clask. Oh, so Clask. So oh, Spot is pretty fun. You know what? Spot it is pretty fun. And that they make one's the, on the the Domino games, the Queen Queen and Domino. Domino. And I wonder if they make these or if they're just the publisher for distributing them. Oh yeah, oh. they publish and distribute games. So I'm not sure if all of those were originally published by them some of these might be distributed games but yeah key flower queen domino 
I'm not seeing Match Mine Classic if such a thing exists. Match, Match. Madness 2016. Match Madness 2016. 2016. It's ranked 7,820. No big deal. And it is one to four players. It was already a one-player game. Yeah, there you go. All right, so that's out there too. I I don't know if it'll be a Gen Con, the original Match Madness. Funko. Funko. So first up, and this is, I, I believe Adam really likes a goofy movie, but now I'm wondering, am I just making that up? I feel like there's But more. you're speaking specifically of a goofy movie with the dog and the, you know, the floppy ears guy, not like a movie that is goofy. I am saying Disney, the character Goofy, a goofy movie game. Yes. Collect memories on your way to see a power to see Powerline in concert, which I'm guessing is the plot line of the movie. Two to four players, $24. Again, I think that this movie gets like a bit of cult uh love like cult status kind of love but i don't think i've ever seen it have you seen it no i think it's like and i'm just saying some things that i are half remembered i think it's like a touching tale of a father and son okay more than you maybe expected from a goofy movie it, it doesn't look touching it looks crazy <laughs> that's they how they do, get you they just do disney games right so disney big thunder mountain railroad they don't funko doesn't ju- just do funko pop you know, like those little vinyl characters. Oh, yeah, the big that you ha- buy at the shops. Yes, yes, yes. So that's their deal. And now they also make games. They have these, I think, existing relationships from doing those Funko Pops. They have these existing IP, oh, IP licensing relationships. relationships. Yeah. yeah, so it probably made it kind of easy for them to get into things like a Goofy Movie game and Disney Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Uh, two to four players. $30, 45 minutes, ages nine and up. Grab resources as they spill down Thunder Mountain to build your business. Honestly, I'm not mad about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have... Uh, it's not speaking to me, but it looks... the. It's a pretty looking game. It's it looks, looks like nice. The components are nice. It's very like, you know, Western themed, like American West 1800s theme. There's a little train token money. It looks like money. a wooden box. Maybe. Yeah, I'm wondering if those are... Are those just the regular components? They seem pretty good. There's some plastic they've got on the board like you know i'm saying there's 3d elements to the board it's sort of like hey here's a game with a cup holder well i don't know if that's a cup holder but let's not get too uh into those details in this audio format but it looks kind of oh you know what it kind of looks like what's that what's that you don't know i definitely don't but that looks fun like there's a plastic mountain thing and resources actually roll down the hill do you have you do you know about Fireball Island? No. So I think that's a um I think that's what it's called. And rest I think it was Restoration Games that did it. It was like an old game and it was just a big molded plastic thing where, you know, something at the top falls down and you're like standing on this mountain and things roll down the mountain. This looks like a small down a small scaled version of that. You're not standing there, but there seems to be that you're gonna put in marbles at the top of this and there's a gentle slope in the middle of the board with different little rocks and crags and they seem to collect in different areas. And then you have like a mine cart that's moving around. So it might be just like, it's fun. It's a bit of fun. It's a bit of fun. I'm honestly, I'm honestly surprised it's nine plus. It looks like the kind of fun a eight, seven, six year old could have, but maybe there's a little more weight to it than that. So phone home. E.T., the extraterrestrial light years from home game is why Aaron has just said phone home. Help E.T. escape federal agents so that he can go home two to four players 30 minutes 30 dollars it's a cooperative game 
movies, TV, radio theme, which I think we already knew. Uh, I don't. E.T. came out when I was pretty little and I had the feeling of like, yeah, go home. You're an alien. Get out of here. You look weird. How, how much older would you have had to have been to be like, oh, it's an adorable alien. Let's keep him. I'm in my 30s now and I don't feel much different. Yeah. So I don't think so, we're blaming that on your age, really. No, no. But I think it's just, it was consistent. It wasn't, at no point has E.T. been as charming as, I mean, there's something to be said about like, oh, embracing things that are different, I guess, for kids. That's nice. But I bet I like Stitch more for that than oh, E.T. Yeah. Like, I think there's a, just a different lovable alien story for me. Moving on, Funkoverse strategy game. So they've done... I, I don't know if this was the first game that they did, but I think they've done a lot of these. There's a Harry Potter one. There's Golden Girls. There's all kinds of things that are the Funkoverse strategy game. And it's kind of like um, Unmatched, where right. now you get the character, and the character can like be in the game with other characters. I believe it's kind of a mix and match thing. This one is the Universal Monsters, so like the Universal Movie Studio Monsters. So your favorite Universal Monsters are scaring up some fun in the Funkoverse. And it's a black and white cover. It's very cute. It looks like Dracula, Frankenstein collectible components they're just going to sell so much well i don't know how much of they sell they're not the same size as the regular funko pop vinyls they're like smaller for the game and i've gotten close to buying the harry potter one before i feel like i collect enough junk that i don't need to start collecting little dolls and i think there's something i don't really love the way they stare at you with like black empty eyes like I don't know that I find that as cute, really. So I've gotten, I've had ones here and there in, in the past, but. You definitely don't want to keep those in the back of your car. Uh, the rear window. Yeah, you are doing a thing. Rear window is an old movie, Alfred Hitchcock. Um, so can Alfred Hitchcock lead you to the murder out your rear window? It's a cooperative game. Three to five players. That's $35. Three to five players co-op. Oh. I'm I'm surprised that the that it's so high the play count to start off with. Yeah, I it's interesting. It's interesting. I feel like that would be one you know, a familiar theme, which is what Funko's doing here. You're taking these things from movies, TV, radio, and it's a way to maybe get someone who's a big fan of that into playing a board game. So if I had a parent, maybe someone who is closer to the era age of these type of movies or they're just more familiar with them maybe this would be a nice way to you know they'll you, your family maybe sees you playing games and you're like i want to play games and you bring one out to them and they're like i definitely don't want to play games right so something like this might be a way to kind of bridge that they can share in your hobby you can they can tell you about whatever rear window is about you know could be fun yeah, could be fun fun whiz fun whiz uh, sports dice soccer. So I don't know anything about Fun Whiz. It says the location is Fox Mine, which we already have passed. So I don't know if they're related to them somehow. You see what I mean? It's oh, like, yeah. I think it's saying the location in the convention hall. I've been paying attention to that at all. I haven't. And let's not start paying attention to it, honestly. Fun Whiz, they just have this one game. It's called Sports Dice Soccer. You roll your way to victory in this dice rolling game. It's not a cover. You know when there's a video game? It looks like, like a video game soccer cover. It looks like a video game soccer cover, and it's not FIFA. It's like $5. Oh, no, like Nintendo soccer. 
It's like yeah. when there was like six buttons and it was the worst implementation of soccer ever. But I would say like that, but also they're selling it like today on the eShop. I'm not impressed at a glance. 10 to 20 minutes, $15, and it's just a roll and write, maybe? There's no extra images on Board Game Geek, but like. I'm not getting excited about it. I think it's the kind of thing that you are likely to get as a gift because someone heard that you like, like board games, games and soccer. Yes, oh. this is absolutely filling that spot. Um, so we're going to move on to Galacta and their game, The Shadow Planet, the board game. Well, you know, I don't like that. When they say it's obviously board game. a board game. Well, I think maybe The Shadow Planet is something that we don't know about. So maybe it's not obviously a board game because they're like, no, no, not the book. No, no, not the movie. This is the it's board a sci-fi game. game of Alien Horror based on beautifully illustrated Italian graphic novel. There you go. So they're saying it's not the graphic novel, which the um, pictures for it here. Uh, look lovely. Oh, no, they look very nice. They look absolutely great. So someone, I imagine a photographer who has some love for the comic, perhaps, has taken these pictures. Like, it looks great. I don't think I want it, but what they've executed here, top notch. Yeah, I think it looks really good. It makes me think, like, it looks Kickstarter type of good. Because they have these uh, sculpted minis, and but I don't I don't know that that I don't know if that's true, but it gives you that kind of feel for yeah, sure. Yeah, I I had negative things to say about the title offhand, but that actually looks kind of fun. It's three to five, so we probably wouldn't get it because we don't tend to add we don't games that we can't do... play just with no one else coming over. Right, right, right. But yeah, it looks like there's lots of coverage for it on um, different channels, and I think maybe Italian channels as well. So. Hey, if it's something that you were looking to get and thinking you might not be able to because it was an Italian uh, kind of game, then boom, Gen Con, it says it's going to be for sale there. Now, moving on to Game Brewer. I kind of like Game Brewer, and yet I don't think we have any of their games. Like well, We I have think not that played Hippocrates, though no. it came out in February. I think they're doing good things. Um, Hippocrates is one to four. I think a lot of these have also been on Kickstarter. Um, one to four, 90 to 120 minutes. And it's $70. So we're just in regular old Euro land as far as game prices go. And Hippocrates' disciples saved patients in ancient Greece to fulfill his legacy. That sounds great. Sounds gently historical. Sounds like they're trying to advance society. Always neat. Instead of like, we found a thing to settle. Let's kill everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It can't do any harm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> contracts, income, ancient, medical. Sure. Why not? Um, so that one looks good. It's hard to really stack up like $70 after $70 after $70 game that you say interested or that you want to have. Um, it's kind of easy to do like three $20 games. Like, oh yeah, sure. But I feel like you got to give a little more consideration the higher they go up there. So I have to see a little bit more of that one because it was Kickstarter. I'm going to guess that the pictures that we find here on board game geek are going to look, yeah, they look pretty good. They look pretty good. Lots of acrylic, uh, different pieces. Well, it looks like it takes up a lot of table space, though. Maybe a lot of table space, but they seem to have artwork that is these actual people from history. So, like, gently educational. Oh, it looks really nice, actually. Ooh, yeah, it does look like it takes up a lot of table space, but it looks like a the Euro you expect with some nice components as well. All right. Yeah. And some dice in there. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks good, but again, it's just hard to stack up all those games and. Which <laughs> and is really why you might them. want to check out Paris La Toy, 
for $18. Who knows if you're saying that right. It's an expansion for the game called Paris. So, again, you'll have to get that game. Oh, I'm really bad at that. Egg, that game first. How do you know there are expansions all the time? Oh, the well, colon? One, one, it's, oh, it's this expansion right there in the, it's, you know, it's it's You're even listing in all, all the things. It, they'll say expansion for, it also often has a colon, and that's really the name of the expansion. I also just happen to know offhand that there was a game called Paris. This is Keesling and Kramer. They are uh, a combo that does a lot of games together. Um, yes, it is $18, two to four players. A new challenge awaits ambitious developers in the French capital. So the original Paris game is ranked uh, at 1,200, so pretty high. Um, it came out in 2020. And that one, you improve districts in 19th century Paris and build landmarks for influence and points. What, what you're doing in so many games, really. Um, but I think that one's also been pretty well received good looking game it looks like you might uh it's four players they're showing here and you have like a little shielded area so i think there's some secret secret money situations or secret commitments that you're making from the other players it's a pretty looking game it looks nice because that shielded area looks like a building so it looks like you're just kind of buildings around this like a circle board so pretty cute yeah um so yeah that's an expansion for that one and i would imagine if they're selling the expansion there they're probably going to have the the original game as well if they can rule benders i almost backed on kickstarter it's a theme traveling adventure with pirates zombies dinosaurs wizards and more Did the zombies get, get get you or well no 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 it was just it was on kickstarter the msrp here is 65 dollars. i think the kickstarter it was just you know you can only let so much money out of the door for board games and this one just didn't happen to make the cut um so air majority influence hand management Arabian is listed here. It's a weird tag. It's a weird tag, and then fantasy. Um, and I was like, maybe it was like, maybe I'm being like judgmental. Maybe it's like a, and you know, maybe I'm still being judgmental. But the the game designer is Tom Vander Vanderwire. Vanderwire, and I'm is, guessing that's not like an Arabian name. Well, you can have a not an Arabian name, make an Arabian game. But I think the point here is that it's hitting Arabian fantasy pirates prehistoric. Like I think you're mo- you're matching all those things together because you're traveling through time. And rule bending. Yeah. So you embark on an adventure through multiple themes, uh, a time traveling game that twists the rules of the game literally and figuratively, and will create a unique game experience every time you play. So it was kind of that thing of like, that sounds good. And also like, is it just too much is why I kind of didn't go for it. I think you might have been able to play it on like Tabletopia. Oh, like it's a marketing I, thing they did, and I didn't get around to actually playing it. And then I thought, ah, I'm I'm not I'm not too sure that I'll actually like it. So, um, the rating is not very high. Fourteen thousand. I mean, I've been, and it has pe- a six just, point oh as well. So just that, don't like roll benders. That that kind of suggests like maybe that ended up being the case. That but there's a few reviews for it, so you'll be able to look up a little more on it. But maybe that was the case that it was just a bit too much maybe it didn't all come together but it definitely sounds interesting and then stroganoff i think was better received 2021 it's it's been out for a little bit it says the release date was february 2022 but again i believe this may have been a kickstarter so i think people had oh, you know right. information about it and access to it possibly for a little bit of time a uh, heavier weighted game one to four players now its rank overall is still two thousand, but it has a seven point four rating. So, right. so that's, that's pretty good. That's not that's not quite as bad. Sixteenth century Russia. It expands eastward to develop the vast expanses of Siberia is kind of the theme here, trying to gain wealth and fame. It looks really nice. 
the artwork, the components. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it looks really nice. And there's like these little crosses that look like they're made out of maybe like yeah, little wooden or rubber or wood. Yeah, they look wooden to me. Um, yeah, wooden tokens, kind of wooden shields, some other, mm. some custom meeples, and then also a lot of cardboard. <laughs> also a really big, like, takes up your whole table amount of cardboard, so there's that. But the artwork is very vivid, kind of does feel a little oh, storybook. Oh, metal coins? And that, I don't know, is in, like, oh, uh, I can't, are those real metal coins or are those pieces of plastic? Either uh, way. They may or may not be in the retail edition, but it does seem like there's little boxes that like hold the components. There's a lot going on here. There's a lot going on here. It looks like a good game uh, as far as just like the depth of what they're giving you in this box. But it's quite a bit, quite a bit. That's $65. So really 70 was the first one, 65 and 65. So they are really hitting a type of heavy Euro 60 plus dollar kind of thing going on there. Um, and that last one has action points, area movement and exploration. It says nice. And I think this is going to be our last publisher for this episode. Genius games. And they're all like science themed, which seems fun. And if I remember correctly, they are like scientifically accurate. So they like kind of classroom games. Like you could be playing it and legitimately learning things. The first one here is Cellulose, a plant cell biology game. All right. Worker placement, engine builder, and a plant cell. And I think it's like actually talking about how plant cells function. I love biology. I I, I, it's fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. So pay those scientists. Well, yeah, it's uh area majority influence, set collection, educational, environmental. So I think that I think it's, it's interesting one player too. to really be able to learn something from a game and not, again, not just about how to conquer some other group of people by killing them. It's not like the kind of science game, oh, $20, just a light little thing. I think it's, I think it's pretty It looks legit. Game. I actually, I, I hope I get a chance to play it. Like that looks, that looks fun. It says 2.43. Uh, right now it's ranked 5,916, but it looks really good. Oh, yeah, nice, pretty little plants. Yeah, wooden tokens that look like they're printed. The cards are nice. Really colorful cards. The iconography looks very clear. Yeah, it looks like a um, tech tree, and it's yeah. like a root system and leaf system, but that it, I don't know if that's actually what's happening there, but that's certainly what the icon suggests. The components look great. There's some acrylic cubes. There's cardboard. Looks like there's wooden tokens as well. All right, you know what? Pay 50 bucks. Yeah, it's, I mean, it looks very nicely developed. And it kind of does have like a soft, approachable, for all the science that seems to be in here, like it is kind of a rounded corner, soft, bright colors design. I mean, one of the cards is protein storage vacuole. So, I mean, like, yeah, it says soft, but then also like. You you're, well, you're actually going to learn things, I think. Soft in the way that like kids. And if you don't get enough of plant are. cells, we can just do cytosis. Yeah, cell biology board game. Two to five players, 60 to 90 minutes. These are both pretty long games. Uh, this one's age 10 plus, so this one might be a little easier. The last one was 14 plus, and then MSRP of $40. It doesn't have release date, but I'm guessing this it's going to be... This is 2017 in the title. Oh, it does say 2017, so, like so maybe this is a little older, why they didn't fill in release date. So refresh your knowledge about cell biology while creating proteins and enzymes. So they're like, yeah, we are going to teach you things. Set collection, worker placement, economic, educational. It looks a lot like the cards, the design, and everything. Same graphic design, kind of same uh, artistic direction as the other game. 
Yeah, I mean, so they do feel like a series. I I'm kind of for it. Yeah, it looks like it's on. I didn't tabletopia. know this existed until we just saw it on this website. Yeah, it looks. I it looks really nice. And again, they are using some very. They're Al- using alcohol detoxification. Like yeah, that's going to be important for yourself. Yeah, the gogly apparatus. Yeah, they're using thing. the real words. They're going to have you learn things. Ecosystem. And ecosystem is the next one. Two to six players. Short game, 15 to 20 minutes, $15. So this seems like right. their lightest, cheapest one here. Uh, closed drafting, pattern building, animals and educational. And you're going to draft cards as you try to build the most balanced ecosystem nature has ever seen. I mean, it's going to be hard ever. to win. Uh, yeah, if that's what you have to do to win. you tr- It says you try to build it. Oh, well, fair You enough. try to build it. This one was released in 2019. I think this would be a fun, also a fun kind of entry into the educational thing that Genius Games is doing. If you're like, I don't know if I really want to do this or not, $15 is a, is a nice, easy entry point to see if like, yeah, I want to keep learning about science and stuff. And then if you want to graduate to Mendelian genetics. Sure. Genotype is here for you one to five players 45 to 90 minutes uh this came out in 2021 i I think this was on kickstarter it looks i i feel like i heard people talking about it anyway in a way that maybe it was also crowdfunded this is 50 dollars msrp uh grab a trowel and breed pea plants on your way to become a master geneticist i think this one like in the rule book i think for this one and maybe for all of them there's like some science explanation who this who the person was how we discovered these things how it all works so i think the way that it actually works in science is meshed with the game mechanics right yeah yeah that's i mean i'm I, i'm excited to check out their booth at gen con yeah so this one contracts dice rolling and dice so this one has dice and i don't think the other ones the other ones did not mention dice there was set mm. collection uh some area majority worker and worker placement yeah yeah and then the last one periodic a game of elements and that's forty dollars released in 2019 hop around the periodic table to combine elements for maximizing points you know i think about all of these when i was growing up my parents would give me like workbooks and things like that and i was just thinking of them like puzzle books but actually i was learning and i think it's nice to have like casual learning where you're not about to be tested on it you're just kind of absorbing some extra things. I think it's not like once you play one of these games, you're suddenly, well, you might. You might actually remember all the things from the game. I'm not going to just... Some of the, like, biology especially, I loved and retained more than I should have. Right, right. So I think it's nice to have these more passive educational experiences where, like, I might pick up a thing or two and it's nice to be steeped in something that does have some weight in the real world does have like a real connection there instead of being you know just fluff if the game itself is still good like you probably will i think i'd play periodic and maybe remember more of that table maybe remember elements that i have long since forgotten from learning in school i think that's i think that's nice yeah i think it's super fun uh, that one's also pretty the nice nice colorful tiles it looks like yeah and this one i will say the cover of this one looks more like a a book like if you, I, it wouldn't be surprising if this was also a book, like a textbook from the library. Maybe it should be called Periodic, A Game of Elements, The Board Game. The Board Game, yeah. They're not really, in that one, they're not bridging the gap over to like general board game fun. It looks like, oh, okay, so I, I need to do my homework then. I guess this is slightly more fun than homework. Um, but the components look really nice. It's not to say that it looks bad. I, I dig the little wooden microscopes. 
it looks like you maybe are moving around the periodic table as if it were a board. So you know what? Who knows? In September, October, we might have just a big old science themed episode because we went all in on Genius Games. And Genius Games is cute as a company name to like put the fact that it's educational. Yeah, I did. In the in the title. Thank you so much for listening to episode 57. Be sure to subscribe to know when new episodes drop. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch at Variant Hex. We have a website and a blog at VariantHex.com. And you can email us at podcast at VariantHex.com. Speaking of Instagram, we are also counting down to Gen Con over there in a much more chill way than years past. We're highlighting some sort of theme or idea and talking about its application both inside and outside of gaming. We're also updating all of our posts from Countdown Pass and Current to use the hashtag. Now, it's weird, but VHCD, the number two, GC. And that's for Variant Hex Countdown to Gen Con. So if you look at that hashtag, it'll have all of our Countdown posts, hundreds of games, literally hundreds of games, and what you will hopefully agree are very delightful pictures of them. The next episode will probably be publishers gigantic to cosmos we haven't actually recorded it yet so we'll see if you're listening to these in reverse though there are 56 more episodes headed your way and the next one is all about our games of the month for june 2022 so short break in the preview list series marathon mistake it's not a mistake and that's all for now thank you so much for spending your time with us today (laughs) 